if you're a coach and you're listening to this, what I ask you as a, a fellow coach is just pay attention to the way that you guys are putting together your sparring sessions. Pay attention to the, the students that may have a bit of a hard time in the gym. Pay attention to the way that they're talking. Pay attention to the way that their, their mind is functioning when they're putting together sentences. These are all things that we need to work together collectively on because if we can make that shift, we can make the careers of everybody's lives so much better. Not just for our own gym, not just for them, but for the sport and the, the community of our athletes. We need to take care of each other that way so they can take care of their families and we need to learn for our, from our own experiences to make sure that they don't do the same mistakes that we made. This is the Savage Hour Podcast. We take you inside the mind of fighters, athletes, and entrepreneurs. Don't miss an episode. Follow and subscribe. When it comes to training, there is such a difference between training hard and training smart. Um, over the years, there's been such a shift in the way people train, myself included. You know, um, when I first started, there was the idea of that if you're getting ready for a fight, you show up to the gym and you fight every single day. We would show up, we would run, we'd get our, our, our calisthenic work in, and then we literally would fight every day. And I know this is this wasn't just me, this was almost across the board. I talked to friends that have been in the game for a long time. I talked to people that have, um, in, in, in a lack of better words, the guys that really started the sport. And everybody has the same story about the wars that used to go on in gyms. And it still happens a little bit today. Uh, there, there's a little bit of archaic training that still goes on, but I think in general, the, the gyms are really starting to pay attention to the way we have to train because it's when we overdo it, we let ourselves get emotionally invested in what we're doing and we start going past that limit of it just being training, it really does become a fight. And that's where the injuries happen. That's where the head trauma happens. That's where all the things that you don't want to have sustaining injuries with you for the rest of your life come from. You know, a lot of people get the misconception that it's the fight where the injuries and the brain trauma and the, the concussions come from. And I'll tell you from my firsthand experience that most of my injuries have all came from training. I've really had very little injuries in the fights. Yeah, I've had some scrapes and some bumps, you know, a couple ligaments, uh, you know, things like that. But for the most part, all of my severe injuries have been from training. My back surgery was because of training. Um, the biggest thing that I think that I have today is honestly is a lot of the trauma that I've had from the impact to my head. Over the years, um, I've taken a lot of blows and it is something scary. It's one of those things that people don't want to talk about. People think that just because you're training hard means that you need to fight and spar hard every single day. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. You know, we've, we've learned how to actually develop drills. We've learned how to train. We've learned how to create programs around needing to take that impact on a daily basis. I mean, just about everything we do has some form of impact when it comes to fighting. Grappling has impact. Wrestling has impact. Uh, sparring has impact. Light sparring has impact. Anything where it hits the head is going to create a jarring and you're going to have lasting effects to it. So it all depends on how bad that you got hit and how much uh, of a toll that's going to take on you. You know, from my own personal experience, I mean, I've been knocked out a few times, not in fights. I've never been knocked out in a fight. 
I've been knocked out in training. Those are things that last with you. I've taken big blows over the years and I, I would sadly like to attribute a lot of the issues that I have now due to the way that I used to train. You know, it's very important to me as a coach to make sure that my students, my athletes never experience those things that I had to go through and really, I never want them to experience things that I'm going through now. This is something that I rarely talk about publicly. You know, when I talk about um, injuries and I talk about the journey and I talk about the struggles and the ups and downs, I rarely talk about the things that I go through through my own experience of, of head trauma. And we're, I'm gonna talk a little bit about it today because I think it's an important topic to, to, to discuss. You know, um, one of the things that really bothers me the most is my, my memory issues. I have long-term memory problems, I have short-term memory problems, and those individually are things that can make somebody like myself, well, I, I like to think that I have a very strong-minded uh, individual. I have a strong ability to not let negative thoughts come into my head, negative language dictate the way I feel and express myself. But when I start paying attention to the fact that days, days are definitely worse than others, and I'll be honest with that, there's days that uh, I feel like it was all in my head and I'm feeling sharp, but then there's the other days where I, I feel like I can't remember anything. You know, most of my childhood to this day is a blur. I, I don't remember it. I could see photos and it'd be as if I wasn't even there. My short-term memory is come and go. Like I can put something down, I'll forget that I put it down right when I put it down. Uh, this happens on a daily basis. I'm constantly getting in trouble with my wife because I do something and then I forget that I just did it. And the worst part is, is when I try to tell her something and she'll be like, you just told me that. And I have no recollection of it. This happens almost on a daily basis. And these are the things that really make the emotions strong with me. Because when I sit down and, and I really dwell on the fact that I cannot remember these things. I can't remember things that should be very simple. These are the things that really do take a heavy toll on me and there's been many a times where I just want to almost break down and it's hard and I know what it's attributed to. It's the way that I used to train and, I, and today I still train hard but I try to do as much as I can to make sure I don't take any impact to the head anymore. I stop sparring. Um, I might do a little bit of drills here and there but I still train hard when I grapple and all these things still don't help it and it's not gonna make it come back. I mean, I've done everything from the, the vitamins, I've done the therapy, I've done all these other things and I know there's still more things that I can explore and I'm going to. And I'm doing everything that I can to try to bring back the ability for me to have this, this um, way of remembering what I've done either recently or in the past. You know, it's heartbreaking for me to not realize, not remember what the things I did in my childhood. You know, it's, it's frustrating for me to put something down and right when I put it down, really not know where it's at. And these are things that I change a lot in my programs in the gym and it, and it kills me when I see the guys wanna go harder and it's like they do and then all of a sudden an injury happens. You know, there's one thing that we can take, we can take a, a hand injury, okay, the hand can get better, we can have surgery, we get a knee injury, yeah, it sucks. Those things suck, but it can get better. The more, punishment we take to the head, 
that stuff doesn't get better. You know, there's problems with CTE that, that, are, that are rising in combat sports and even just impact sports. We're talking football, hockey, uh, rugby, anything where there's a lot of trauma to the head. I mean, you can even, you can even look at like uh, skateboarding with all the falls, surfing, all the impact they have on there. These are all things that cause impact to the brain. And over time, the consistency in the ways you're getting hit, the volume you get hit, it all adds up. And it's not gonna be until it's longer term that we start seeing the, the results of all these, these ways that we've been, we've been impacted by it. And it's, it's heartbreaking for me when I see gyms still posting videos of this archaic way of training where it's like, we go to war every day and we're trying to kill each other. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, great. You guys got that out of the way. We need, if you do that, we need to make sure that the athletes recover before they do it again. The problem is so many people do this and then they do it again the next day where a guy gets knocked out and just because he's feeling better, he's doing it two days later. No. We need to let their whole, their, the, the, if they're swelling in the brain, we need that to go down. We need to be able to let them get their, their wires back. Everything needs to get back to a normal state before they can go back into sparring. It's gonna do a lot of damage if they just jump right back to their decision making is gonna be wrong. It's gonna cause it way too uh, um, uh, uh, accessible to happening again. And there's just no need. There's really no need for that because we still need to live our life. We still need to be able to be there for our loved ones. You know, there's nothing worse than being able, than not being able to talk to the people that you love in a way that you know you're gonna remember it tomorrow. It changes the way you approach everything. There's so many boxers that can't put together a sentence. We still don't know if that's gonna be a thing for MMA. It hasn't been around long enough. I know that myself, with what I experience and the people that I know that are experiencing other things similar and even worse, depression, anxiety, all things that are related to it, that these are all symptoms of taking just too much punishment that we didn't need to take. And as a coach, I feel it's my responsibility to guide these young athletes and even the pro athletes that come with me to making sure that they have not only the most sustainable career, but their life as well. You know, you can almost say it's like their life's in our hands as a coach because we are making sure that they don't do the wrong things that's gonna give them the trauma to their head, that's, that they're, that's gonna affect them for the rest of their lives. And we're starting to see a shift. I know with my gym and other gyms that I'm close with, sparring isn't happening every day anymore. It might be twice a week at most, you know? And even with that, if you take hard shots, you don't need to do that second session. Build the cardio, build your technique. I'm not saying I'm not an advocate for, for, for striking to the head because it needs to happen. You, if you're going into a boxing fight or an MMA fight or a kickboxing fight or something where there is actual combat, you must be able to do it in real time to understand what you're getting ready for. But in excess is the problem. Anytime you overtrain is a problem. Runners feel overtrained, they pull back. They stop running as much. We need to look at this for the same thing for combat sports. So if you're a coach and you're listening to this, what I ask you as a, a fellow coach is just pay attention to the way that you guys are putting together your sparring sessions. Pay attention to the, the students that may have a bit of a 
hard time in the gym. Pay attention to the way that they're talking. Pay attention to the way that their, their mind is functioning when they're putting together sentences. These are all things that we need to work together collectively on because if we can make that shift, we can make the careers of everybody's lives so much better. Not just for our own gym, not just for them, but for the sport and the, the community of our athletes. We need to take care of each other that way so they can take care of their families and we need to learn from our, from our own experiences to make sure that they don't do the same mistakes that we made. Take your careers and what you've done and just pick apart the things that weren't right or that could have been modified and adjusted and work on that with the, with the students below you and the people that you're coaching and mentoring and guiding and give them the best possible experience that they could have because that's your job as a coach. That's my job as a coach and that's what we have to do to be able to make these students become lifelong athletes and so they can actually have a real career out of this. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, and follow us across the social media platforms. Remember, live life as a champion.